Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 24 of the Simply Bomb Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. this week... Here, here. Uh, oh, I got I got a little feedback, by the by, for you. Lay it on me. Somebody said uh, that you're their favorite part, honestly. They, they did say that. They like you more than me. But they absolutely despise when you yawn. Like they, like they, they were like, I, if he yawns again, like I'll like start editing it out or and I was like, oh shit. All right. So if you yawn in the middle of this, you're probably off the, off the show. I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sleepy. We'll figure out the mute button then. <laughs> like, you know, mute so, your yawns. Like, I mean, I, like typically I get home from work and we'll record. So, you know, I know. I'm decompressing half the time. Hey, fucking of course oh. I'm going to yawn. Yeah, you want to go to a fucking show though, and you know, like see a live show, and someone's like, "Oh man, this has been a long day." Yeah, like, no, right, they didn't fucking, they didn't fucking roll up for that. <laughs> all, right, all right, but but keep in mind, they did say that they liked you more than me. But I, they I'm also, flattered. Thank you. But Thank also, you. also, they were so angry about the the yawning that that might not matter. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'll pass it along." They're fuming. Yeah. Uh, this week we're going to do one of our quote-unquote topic episodes, since there's not a lot of uh, full-on newly released content lately. Uh, at least nothing that's like, oh, fuck, we got to get in on that. We've got to talk about that. we got to see that, you know. Uh, I will also address, I'm getting over a little bit of a head cold, so my voice might start to go on me. Um, I will I'll do uh, my best. I want to just state for the record that I am completely naked except for socks. Those are the most important clothes, honestly, so. Yeah. Like, if you have those, honestly, you could get by with any shoes and a shirt, and you can go into any store. No shoes, no shirt, no service. Well, yeah. he doesn't say anything about having your dick and balls out. <laughs> Just in the deli aisle. <laughs> Just hanging brain amongst the produce, you know? Just fucking chilling by the ground beef. <laughs> and it's the only thing on the ground, you know? <laughs> ground beef was my nickname in high school. It's because I'm short. <laughs> ground beef. <laughs> All right. Well, there might be a little gap in the conversation there. The recording cut out, and we're not sure where. So, I believe it was in the middle of talking about our our topic for the week. So we're yeah, we're looking at some of the highest grossing films of each decade uh, and discussing the cultural impacts that they've had on like current pop culture uh, and some of the, or if it even does. You know, some of the mm-hmm. movies. I'm like, I don't know that that really plays into today too much. Uh, and sure. then there's some decades where it might be a packed decade, and we might have to look at more than one movie and go, well, shit, that, that was a good decade for, for movies. And then there's right. some that really play into today still, where there's several films in a single decade that, that impact us today. But basically, I guess the question we're looking at is, do money-making movies actually matter as far as, like, in the long term? Or is it mm-hmm. just cheddar, you know? That is the question. Cheddar <laughs> to or be. not cheddar? Yeah, to, to be to cheese or not to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get into all that, we've got to discuss uh, the pre-premiere weekend results, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the choices that Warner Brothers is currently weighing for The Flash. <laughs> the next project from Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan. What? And we got uh, a bit more info on the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Being a thing, even, right? 
Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, apparently we talked about that like forever ago. Yeah, when we talked about the fact that Amazon's got something of a got a work series coming on. We talked about all those projects, but yeah, apparently um there was a little bit of news that came out like last year that I didn't even catch uh that I'm kind of excited about. So, uh let's get into that. You you ready? Let's dive, let's dive right in. Just jump on in. Let's yump, you know. So, hump. right off the bat, hump, huh? Pump Lil Pump, uh, Prey has a not a sponsor. Prey has apparently set the record for film premiere viewership on Hulu, Disney Plus, and Star Plus, both uh, both of which are alternatives for countries that don't have Hulu. Um, Disney doesn't report exact numbers, which, from what I was looking at, isn't like a unique issue for for them. It's just a streaming thing. Where Netflix really is the only major one to announce their official streaming hours. And even those are under like pretty specific parameters, probably to make it look better, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, it set all kinds of records. Apparently it's the most viewed film debut on any of their platforms. So, looking at some of the Disney movies that have premiered on Disney+, Plus, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. For them to just straight up be like... Because like, that includes some of the... Now, I guess, granted, it was free outside of the subscription. Right, where some of the Disney Plus movies that premiere day and date are, like, you pay the 30 bucks or whatever, and you can watch it however many times. Oh, word. But, uh, yeah, so box offices obviously report sales, and third parties can kind of calculate actual numbers of viewers, uh, where streaming, it doesn't really do that. So all we can take is that Disney's going, this movie did really fucking good. And so, okay, that's good, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, looking at the way streaming's going, I do honestly think, uh, like, I wouldn't be surprised if something is created like a third party that can look at actual specific viewership numbers and go, here's how many views this movie had. Right. But yeah, so I think it's a movie that deserves it, and I'm hoping that maybe it's revitalized, uh, you know, the franchise a little bit, and we might get an actual theatrical release of, if there is another Predator, you know, Predator movie, get a theatrical release of it. That'd be pretty cool. I agree. It was just too fucking good of a movie. Yeah. I think they made the right call uh, putting it to streaming. Because The Predator from like 2018 or 2017 was not good at all and really yeah. kind of hurt the franchise. And yeah. I don't think this would have had a successful opening weekend if people had to go to the movies and pay to see a new Predator movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, Whereas now that it, this it, has it, been out, you know. Right, doing some groundwork, backing up. Yeah, yeah. And now it. if they release another one, I, I would, you know, I'd be more likely to go see it in theater, you know, yeah. watching the one yeah. that they just released. Yeah, exactly. But, uh... Yeah, we're going to try and get serious for a second here, because we do have to talk about Warner Brothers, Ezra Miller, and The Flash, okay? Okay. <clears throat> if my voice starts to give out on me, I can add drama by uh, sounding like I'm getting choked up. So Warner Brothers is apparently weighing their options for The Flash release. Mm-hmm. Like, after we talked last week, uh, like a day or two later, this literally came out, and it's basically the Hollywood Reporter's got a bunch of sources either within Warner Brothers or really close to, to DC. Um, but basically... Obviously, last week I simply just read out the headline about Ezra's felony burglary charges in Vermont. Um, yeah. But now, apparently, the Vermont Children's Services are allegedly looking for a mother and her three children who've been residing at Miller's Farm in Vermont. Oh, my God. I know. And so, sources inside Warner Brothers have said that the company has basically three paths prepared going forward. And sort of, like, in the order of their desirability, I guess, they mm-hmm. go like this. Okay, so the first... First path, the most thing that you know, the thing they would most like to do is that apparently Ezra's mother has been with them uh, for the past few days uh, after like the burglary charges and things like that. Somehow, yeah. either mom found them or 
they was you know mom was called in or whatever. But either way, mom's been with Ezra, uh, and it's looking like the actor could be getting professional help here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their hope is that all that goes well, and they could actually have a limited press tour where they discuss some of their recent behavior and basically kind of play damage control and yeah. almost use. And from a marketing standpoint, it sounds cynical, but they could use like the Ezra Miller comeback story as marketing for the Flash, right? Sure. Ezra went through really public, you know. Uh, you know, mental breakdown or whatever, and look, we're coming out on the other side with this movie, it's going to be a game changer or whatever. Right. It's the Robert, it's the Robert Downey Jr. moment, right? Yeah. Um, step two would be, if that's not going well, the, they would still go forward with the release of the film, but pretty much have Miller play little to no role in the press, and then be recasted following the release. Yep. Which I think is probably the most likely to happen, just looking at how things are going. Sure. Um, and then the third, obviously, worst case scenario would be if the situation were to break down further, uh, the film would be scrapped entirely. Now, it's a $200 million budget, which would make mm-hmm. that move unprecedented to just go, yeah, we're not going to release this $200 million movie. Uh, and so I really I wonder how much further things would have to devolve for them to be like, yep, we're just not going to release this thing. Because that's a lot of money. You got to make that money back, you know? Right. Once you start putting that much money into it, you're like, okay, well, we've got to, got to get something back from it. You know, it's going to be a loss either way, maybe, but maybe we can put it out and make some of that money back. I, I would be really surprised if they, they completely shelve the thing. So, because apparently, you know, Ezra Miller plays several characters in in the Flash, where there's like variants and things like that, mm-hmm. and so it's like impossible to reshoot, um, and, and you know, like with a new actor, because you'd basically just be refilming the whole thing, right. And so, yeah, it's a case of we can't we can't do anything with this movie other than release it or not release it. So, yeah. But I that's the first we've really heard of like legitimate. Here's their 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 plans. There's their yeah. their path. The GP. Forward. Yeah. And so it's interesting to see that like obviously you know everybody's kind of under the impression of like all right well the old leadership of of DC and Warner Brothers ditched uh, or not DC but just Warner Brothers ditched ditched Johnny Depp like a hot rock you know. And, but then again, that was a character that they could just recast. It wasn't like the main character of the movie with several roles. Sure. But, yeah. And this is new leadership. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It is nice to hear that like mom's there and maybe that's a, a strong figure that can kind of help steer things back in a, a productive direction and kind of help which ground Ezra, you know? Yeah. Which is ultimately what we, what we want. Yeah. You want Ezra to be okay. You hate to see someone spiral like that and then it end poorly, you know. Right. But uh yeah. You got any got any questions or thoughts on that? I did a little I mean, bit of reading on that just to try and stay informed. Yeah. Uh you know, it just sounds like a sticky situation altogether. Yeah. Um so I'm sure whichever whichever way they tend to lean, um I mean either or just sounds like a decision that, you know, should probably be made. Sooner if rather they scr- than later. Yeah, if they scrap the movie I don't know, man. I feel like that's going to be a tough blow because they did yeah. with uh, Batgirl. Uh, yeah, Batgirl now Flash. Yeah, it's they're, like that's they're already a... eating, you know, eating some money to yeah. try and restructure and, and focus up. So I mean, uh, and then again, there, like we talked, a... apparently this is like a really solid movie for them. So they're probably really, really hoping that things can come together for them. Yeah, because from like a monetary there is a... standpoint. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You said there was a. Oh yeah, there's a there's a part of me that 
you know, I look at the uh, you know Batgirl being canceled, um, and then now you know everything going on with Ezra Miller. There's a part of me that's like, like if they just scrapped this movie entirely for no abundant reason other than they didn't think it was good. Yeah, that this movie ought to be really fucking good. Yeah, because, exactly. You know, some of the things that happen are are <clears throat> very unfortunate. Um, you know, everything that's been going on, you know, the burglary. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's a tricky situation. I I think they'll do what's best. Yeah, and I didn't put this in because it was kind of a basically a couple sentences of a story, so I didn't write it out. But mm-hmm. apparently. Um, some of the, the info from like the DC um, news and things like that is that uh, the Batman two or the Batman sequel is not officially greenlit yet. Like oh. they talked about it at at uh, was that at the Fandom or was that at Comic Con? No, it wasn't at Comic Con. It was oh, it was at CinemaCon. That's what it was. That's took it right out theaters. of my mouth. And. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there an is echo, there an echo in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. So apparently, DC and Warner Brothers are, or Discovery and Warner Brothers are not like officially haven't greenlit that yet. So that's weird that it's in flux. And then uh, apparently, the Joker has like triple the budget of the the original. So, I mean, it made a lot of money. Yeah, it made a billion dollars off of like a sixty or eighty million dollar R rated film, which is unheard of. So that's some Deadpool shit. But uh, it was gas. Welcome back to Gas Pass. Gas. It was about as deep as a baby pool. Well, I mean, it made a billion dollars, so. That's true. Well, I'm like, we're getting ready to talk about money may not matter. It's true. Uh, So, yeah, it's being reported that Vince Gilligan, the Breaking Bad uh, creator, is Mm. prepared to shop his next series uh, around the industry. So, uh, you know, basically shopping it from channel to channel or, you know streaming service to streaming service, however it goes. Um, and sources are saying that the series has nothing to do with the world of Breaking Bad, and he's kind of come out and said that he's pretty much done with that world. He doesn't want to keep, uh, keep filling it up, you know? Which, in my honest opinion, I think is okay. Because, oh, you know, yeah, we have definitely. Better Call Saul, which I still need to catch up on. I'm really behind yeah, on that. Yeah, I need that. to finish it. Um, but, you know, like, Breaking we have It's Breaking final Bad. episodes coming out this week, actually. That's Yeah, yeah, it's coming up here soon. But you know, Breaking Bad has an uh, you know an excellent storyline, and then you know we get the Even sequel of like I was gonna say the sequel of El Camino kind of wraps up where it left off with Breaking Bad, and then Better mm-hmm. Call Saul we get to see you know a little bit of before, during, and after. So I feel like having those three separate things you know just fills up any gaps, holes, anything like that that could have yep. been in Breaking. And Bad. unfortunately, they're at a spot as well with like Better uh, Better Call Saul, where some of the more interesting characters. Uh, the, the actors are just too old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or their fates are already sealed. We're like, you know, you could only tell me an early story of Mike. You can only tell me about Mike as a cop because I know everything else now, you know, right, up until his right. death. Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old show almost. Uh, and then, you know, Gus is the same way. Put your dick away, Walter. <laughs> I'm not having sex with you right now, Walter. <laughs> That's my favorite fucking meme. Oh, man. But no, so apparently... Uh, like I said, nothing to do with Breaking Bad, but it is instead going to lean more into his roots as an X-Files writer, because he got his major like television writing uh, on X-Files. Mm-hmm. And most of the X-Files episodes that he wrote were not the heavy sci-fi episodes. They were more like the human condition episodes. Sure. Uh, 
which I think I could kind of make sense. But he, it's being compared to X-Files, even. The people that have read it are like, yeah, this is like, this is it. It's going to be more like his human-centric X-Files episodes. Um, or even the Twilight Zone, some people have compared it to, apparently. I fucking love the Twilight Zone, so I that makes too. me very excited. And I love the X-Files. Uh, it's said to be set, uh, Gilligan's little quote was that it's set to be, sorry, said to be set within our world, but with a little tweak to it, uh, and it's expected to bring his signature tone of drama mixed with humor. And uh, sure. Gilligan, apparently, he pictures it carrying out over a few seasons with an overarching plot, so it is going to be um, somewhat of a serial, as opposed to like anthology style, like uh, Twilight Zone. Sure. But yeah, so I'm kind of excited to see I hope, a weird part of me hopes it doesn't get picked up by AMC. Like, I, where I want to see maybe, like, an HBO or, you know, something like that where he can be a little bit more mature, a bit more adult, if that's what he wants right. to do. Because, like, even though there's, apparently HBO turned down Breaking Bad, and so now I could definitely see HBO being like, oh, well, now we fucked up yeah, once. My fault, my fault. You know, that's my bad. <laughs> Let me snag that. <laughs> but so I'm just kind of excited to see what he does, because obviously he does good work. You know, I've got a lot of faith in the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Want to see whatever he does next, you know? It just got me thinking about El Camino. I know. Like, just they just, get, it like leaves you okay. in, yeah, he, it such leaves a, good you in spot. a spot, yeah, where it's like you, well, I know, and we talked about this when we watched it, um, you know, where it leaves you wanting more, but you're, you are satisfied. You're satisfied, yeah. You want more in a good way. Yeah. yeah. You're not like, oh, but then what, you know? But you're just like, oh, just show me more of that, like... It's so satisfying to see Jesse be okay and be safe and be relatively happy, all things considered. Right. But, uh... My man's man, went through for, it. I got a few pieces of news within the same little news article for you, kid. All right, uh, you ready? They hit me with it. So, Chad Stahelski, you know that name by name, right? Uh, no. Because you should. He's the director of the John Wick franchise, bitch. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I do, actually. So he, uh, did I say Stahelski or Stahensky? Stahelski. Good, because that's what his name is. So mm -hmm. he's directing Ghost of Tsushima. <gasps> Calm. Uh, and apparently, this not, apparently that's not news. It was, just, it was news to me. But apparently we found that out like last year, but I missed oh, that. So. word. Yeah. So I was like, uh, oh, word? Like, oh, shit. Huh? I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm premature about it right now but ghost of tsushima and john usually Wick, are premature i i am very i yeah pre-cum on the real also side note <laughs> so, the socks are off oh, like no. yeah I, <laughs> i'm completely naked but is that like um, when the gloves are off <laughs> yeah the, the socks gloves are, are off. off it's getting real socks now. Are off. i'm just in the buff um i don't know like because the same uh actor also made nobody which was a, a, a good film um, yeah. But it was very John Wick. I think he was a producer. Ah, I see. Okay. On that. Well, then that changes things. I was just going to say, Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> and John Wick are very different. Yeah, but um, he does have a lot to say here, so he might win you over. Yeah, so read it to me, yeah. So yeah, he spoke to Collider here, and he kind of talked about his passions and inspirations, and he brought up um, Akira Kurosawa as one of his top five influential directors on his career. Mm-hmm. And he went on to say how he really hopes that those influences carry over with him heavily into the Ghost of Tsushima adaptation, which yeah. I like because Kurosawa very obviously inspired ghosts or Ghost, seeing as there's literally a Kurosawa mode in right, the game. Right, with all that. Mm -hmm. Which I played in phenomenal. Yeah. And, and so I like that he's already kind of aligned there. 
Um, and he discussed how his core desire is to make this film as true as he can, which for him included the film being filmed in Japan with Japanese actors in the Japanese language. And he said that he's already expressed all of that to Sony, and they're very prepared to back him up on that. Good. Uh, and he said that he thinks viewers are more prepared now to watch an Asian-led film with subtitles after seeing like the success of Squid Game uh, on Netflix, and then just the fact that uh, Parasite won Best Picture he, he talked about. And so just the idea that it's becoming more mainstream to watch a quote-unquote foreign language film for an English speaker, right? Um, yeah. And that it's okay with the way like streaming goes and things like that. People are more exposed to other, other parts of the world's films. Uh, and he thinks it would actually, you know, he hopes, I think the way he phrased it was basically, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that every other piece of the film uh, sells somebody on the idea of seeing a movie with subtitles. Have you seen, um, it's a show on Netflix. It has a lot of the same actors and actresses from Squid Games, and it's called The Silent Sea. No, huh? Let me pull up the synopsis. Because I started, I haven't finished it, but I think it is really, really good. Um, Let's see. Here, here, will you pull that up? I'll finish this off real quick here. Yeah. Um, Stahelski, he said that the production team of the film is working really closely with the game dev studio on this product, uh, project to try and stay as close and as true to things that made the game what it is and try and find the heart and, you know, obviously the overlap between the video game and what a movie would look like. Because obviously there's some things that, you know, gameplay doesn't necessarily translate to a viewing experience since it's a passive act as opposed to engaging with the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he, he, he sounds educated enough on, like, the differences between the mediums of, of uh, games and movies to kind of know how to lean on, on the game developers and lean on his production studio. Which is good because, and you know, in a lot of uh, video game adaptations into movies, that is kind of a weak point where it's just not good. Yeah. So now that, you know, they're understanding like, okay, there's certain things, you know, we have to add, you can't quite add anything like that. That just that sounds um, reassuring. Yeah. Uh, but I have everything pulled up here for uh, yeah. the silent sea. So it just says, you know, it's a in an apocalyptic. Is it C world. as in a body of water or the letter? Correct. C is in body of water. The silent sea. Okay. In an apocalyptic world without water, a team is sent out to an abandoned research station on the moon to retrieve samples of what was left behind. Um, and then it goes on. It does say the spoiler of it, which kind of sucks because I haven't fucking finished it. <laughs> so Damn. that just got spoiled for me. Um, Rough. But, but basically, uh, where we'll, I started, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. What's the spoiler? Uh, I just closed it. Oh, okay. Uh, now you're good. Oh, I got it right here, baby. Oh, so okay. looks like. Is he the lead character. from uh, uh, Squid Game? Uh so that's the thing there's a bunch of leads it's not that actor uh-huh. but it's the um oh, i'm blanking on his name he's the the antagonist the guy who does everybody dirty and gets with that his, girl his and she ends up oh, oh, oh okay yeah 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 the weird the like tatted up. guy who's like a gangster yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he plays a big role he's in fucking it. the crazy chick <laughs> i mean she gets him got him yeah she does but I mean, from what I've seen, uh, very, uh, very, very good, and um, I'm excited to, I'm excited to, you know, finish that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I've I mean, only seen like a little bit of the first episode, but I really do need to finish it. 
we kind of moved through the news a little bit quick there. I mean, I guess not, about 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. But I'm ready to talk about some of these these decades films. What are you thinking? Yeah, lay it on me. I'm completely blind to uh, everything that you're about to say, so you're going to get my I know. genuine reaction. And I was looking at them. I think you have probably seen all of these, or at least know what they are. Cool. Because I was worried that like in the 60s we'd have a weird one where I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know? I don't know. I feel like we're both pretty... Versed in, in film? Yeah. Like, we're always open to see films, uh, whether it's either <laughs> an old film or a new film. And it helps that we're looking at the highest grossing. So it's like, here's the movie sure, from that decade yeah, it's gonna be that more the well most known. people saw. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so I started with the 60s just because that seemed like a, a, a nice arbitrary year or decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost went 50s, but I decided against it. So starting with uh, the 1960s, the highest grossing film was The Sound of Music. Uh, Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> sound, of, sound of Music? Yeah. Sound of I don't know. No, uh-uh, no, nothing. And poetically enough, it came out in 65, so smack yeah. dab middle of the decade. Right in the middle. Made $72 million, and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, okay, so what makes this, what impact did this have today? Because I'm sure it did other than like, oh, I watched it in music class, you know what I mean? No, yeah. Uh, Julie Andrews, uh, she was Mary Poppins, right? But she was Mary Poppins mm-hmm. actually the year prior to this. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, damn, she had a good couple years in a row there. But... You figure Julie Andrews was in um, The Princess Diaries in the early 2000s. She's mm-hmm. the, the queen. And then just in general, I think most of your modern cinematic musicals, like Mamma Mia, La La Land, Les Mis, Greatest Showman, you know, things like that that release yeah. in the cinema, probably don't happen if you don't have The Sound of Music being so successful. Absolutely. Yeah, they're like, just... Obviously, we can release a musical in theaters and it do well. Because people kind of right. think of the stage uh, when they think of a musical. Uh, and then, for example, I talked about the fact that the Joker Two is reportedly going to be a musical. So, the the uh, you know it's bleeding into other genres. Did I lose you? Can you hear me? Oh, now I can. Yep. Okay, there you go. Uh, I was just going to say, um, no, I mean the Sound of Music. I like, granted, yes, I first watched it in school, but then like you yeah, know, I watched like, it again Ugh. outside of school. Um, and it is very like you know, uh, touching and. There are the, the serious moments in it, but I mean, mm. I think it's a phenomenal film. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, even the song, you know, the doe, a deer, a female deer, is like, that's one of the early songs they teach kids in music class. Mm-hmm. Um, My first thought was the, uh, I'm 16, going on Going 16. on 17, baby, you're on your way. Uh, so I did write down some of the other big films from the 60s just because I was like, oh, wow, there was more than I thought. Uh, another musical was The West Side Story, which literally just got a remake from Steven Spielberg. So there's an obvious one for you there. Sure. Uh, but then, like I said, Mary Poppins, uh, the uh, the Graduate, which is the Ooh, I don't know Mrs. Johnson with uh, uh, or Mrs. Robinson. But I can't think of the guy's the actor's name, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, it's like kind of a pretty sexual film for the '60s. Where he's like, he's just graduated either high school or just graduated college, and uh, he's having sex with an older woman, having an affair with her. But uh, Spartacus came out in 1960, so I kind of think that's one of the last really big, like, um, what do you call it, like, sword and sandal films? Yeah. Yeah, there's just a. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what they call them, sword and sandal dramas. I, I, like, I uh, know, but uh, for whatever <clears throat> reason, you said that in an unlocked, 
a memory of a game I used to play on my school my school laptop back in like the eighth grade called Sword and Sandals Three, and it was free to play. And I mean, it was just the shit. I mean, I would be grinding on this game until like three in the morning. <laughs> just getting in there. Dude, it's the best. I mean, if people if people know that game, you know what's up. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Hit, hit was... me up. You know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, you know where to find me. But that game was it. All right. The fucking 70s guy. Like, <laughs> you want to take a stab at it? Um, 70s. You'll kick yourself in the teeth if you don't guess it. No, I, um, what was it, like Star Trek or something like that? I don't know, a bunch Star of Star Wars. Shit. Star Wars. The first one came out in, what, 72? 79? <laughs> like the 72? No, well, I'm trying to think. I remember I saw it in a magazine that I bought. 77. Um, 77. But I just that like was... the, how wide your, was it, did it Hold come out in 1970 or 1979? <laughs> somewhere, in the, somewhere in the middle there, right? It's somewhere in somewhere there. Somewhere in there. It was in the 70s, I know that. And I remember reading it and going like, really? I, like, I didn't think that came out in the 70s, but I can't oh, yeah. remember if it was early or if it was later, <clears throat> but 77. So there's already a massive jump between, like, I figure, granted, it's been 12 years, but so The Sound of Music, like I said, was 72 million. This was 221.2 million. Bingo. Uh, and like, I, my notes, I just straight up said, doesn't really need much explanation. Obviously, yeah. the new movies and shows uh, are directly resulting from that. Um, mm-hmm. But on a bigger scale, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, the the video production, the VFX, uh, yeah, absolutely, that, made that movie still does a shit ton of visual effects all across Hollywood uh, yeah. and television, and not just for Disney-owned companies. You know, they they license it out. And then obviously, something like Guardians of the Galaxy is heavily inspired by the original Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, the biggest one that jumped out at me was Industrial Light and Magic, where I was like, yeah, that doesn't. You don't think about it at first, but yeah, that's they're everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, was, uh, the seventies wow. were pretty were pretty packed. I'm just gonna yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna them. blow through the top ten, and then we'll stop and go. Fuck that was a lot. You said so, you're gonna blow me. I'm gonna blow the top ten here. Star oh, Wars, yeah. Superman, The Godfather, Jaws, Grease, Smoking the Bandit, Animal House, oh, Close dude. Encounters of the Third Kind, Kramer vs. Kramer, and, and then Enter the Dragon, which was the last Bruce Lee film completed by him. Smokey and the Bandit? Dude, that's, oh that's a bad one. Like, I haven't even heard of that movie in. Forever. Oh, I, just, I haven't even heard of that movie. I was like, what? Never even heard. No, I know Smokey and the Bandit. I'm in a high speed pursuit. <laughs> I'm in a high speed pursuit. Yeah, I'm Sheriff Buford T. Justice. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I know. Daddy, my hat blew off. I wish to hell y'all head was in it. His dad's so <laughs> fucking mean to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calls him a worthless pile of monkey nuts yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll have to rewatch that. And what a banger of a theme song. Um, theme song. Yeah, yeah. Loaded up and chucking. They're gonna do what they say can't be done. They got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Yeah. No, that one's not. That one's not clicking. The the first thing that clicked was uh, um, what was it? The truck driver. He's like, "There's a snowman." Yeah. And his dog, his basset hound in the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, no, and Superman was the number two film of the, the decade, right? And I kind of told you off air when you got home. 
that uh, you know Kevin Feige himself talked about the fact that Superman was a massive, massive inspiration and influence on him as like a uh, working in film. So it's arguable that the MCU doesn't exist, or at least not in this, you know, the one that we have without Superman happening. Just the mo- the idea of a superhero film in general. Yeah. Uh, obviously, The Godfather. Excuse me, I just belched Whoa. directly into the mic. It was Man, like, uh, picked- oh god, it won't stop. Oh. As I open my mouth to speak, just belch. Call, call an ambulance. <laughs> but not for me. But not uh, for me. Jaws. Duh. Hello. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Was just came out like a couple weeks ago and was very inspired by Jaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, gr- the summer blockbuster is because of Jaws. People are afraid of sharks because of Jaws. I saw, uh, I saw something, and I'm not sure where it was or when it was, but I, I got a little bit of FOMO that I didn't go. But somebody set up this huge. Um, You're so hip. In, I know. I'm so hip. Fun I'm hip. Up. I'm cool. I'm peeing in the pool. Um, <laughs> but it was this huge inflatable screen, and they got a projector. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. like either on the ocean or on a lake, but they I played know, Jaws, and people were out on the tubes and just watching. I was like, dude, that, that would have been the tits to oh. see. I'm getting naked. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Uh. All right. Hi, welcome back to the Simply Naked <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still simply whelming, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're not. Just us too naked? That is, that is <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Coming home from work all fucking sweaty, just yeah. sitting in my chair. Just clammy and hairy and stinking. <laughs> Hear me wheezing oh back here. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you move, I just hear your flesh separate from the chair. Just <laughs> sounds like Velcro. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, the 1980s, we got E.T. the Extraterrestrial. So fucking, you got Spielberg back to back. You know, two decade champion there. <laughs> He's the two time. He's the two time. $792 million. Bingo. So, or I'm a liar. Sorry, I said Spielberg. Uh, Lucas was, was Star Wars. Sorry. I got to think about Jaws. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was picking up what you were putting down. You were smelling what The Rock was cooking. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> not Probably a sp- wouldn't have Baby Yoda, honestly, I don't think, if we didn't have E.T. Just that Ooh, idea of like an animatronic, that. you know kind of partner and it's a pretty you know the fact that it's a main character as well well also um, i was gonna say like the the whole idea of like this ugly but cute character yeah where it's like yeah there's something redeeming about its ugliness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is a fine line or walk of being like i think it's fugly but also <laughs> kind of cute <laughs> that's what a lot of i walk that line me. every day <laughs> <laughs> That we both were like, oh, God, we're on cute. it. Yeah. And then the other one that jumped out at me was Stranger Things. It's obviously pretty inspired by ET with uh, Eleven mm-hmm. being kind of the, the the character there. And obviously Stranger well, Things ugly, is a fucking phenomenon. No, 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 no. Just, <laughs> just the yeah, that's kind of ruthless, man. The quote unquote alien creature. Obviously, she's not an alien, but that nineteen uh, eighties kids discover the the thing right and try and get mm-hmm. it home or help it. Save it from the, the researchers. Yeah. Uh, the 80s, again, were just fucking 
filled to the lips with movies. I mean, yeah. So you got fucking E.T., Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, yep. Batman, Rain Man, Back to the Future Part 2, yep. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, Look classic. Who's Talking. <laughs> it's just a just cracks me up that Look Who's Talking is mixed in there. Fucking John Travolta uh, is, is in that, and you got Bruce Willis voicing a baby. <laughs> coming, coming to America. Uh, Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Fucking Crocodile Dundee 2, closing out the top 10 strong. <laughs> now nah, that's a knife. You know? nah, that's a knife. But yeah, you got, I mean, there's some bangers in there. Like, Batman? Come on. Fucking, come on. Fuck, come on! Sorry. Well, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. with you. And then coming to America, I believe, if I am not, uh, if I'm not incorrect, that is the first uh, on-screen appearance of Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, he what? robs he robs the fast food joint in coming to America. So obviously there's a there's some pretty heavy influence there. But yeah, Back to the Future, come on, come on, fucking Indiana Jones, jeez, come on, fuck, like, like these are t- candy from a baby. <clears throat> and I was trying to scroll through here. I was like, I was really surprised that Empire Strikes Back isn't in the top ten. That's but, what uh, I was thinking. I was just gonna it's say it's fucking from- twenty. It's it's twenty. That doesn't seem right. No, but then I got thinking about it. There were quite a few like money makers in the in the eighties here. They're all sitting around that two hundred million mark in this top fifty. What and, all movies uh, came out the same year of Empire Strikes Back? Well, hold on, let's look here. Empire Strikes Back came out in eighty on the dot. So okay. it barely scoots in there. But also, I pointed out to my wife because I was reading this out to her. My wife that my wife. um his my wife fucking more people went to episode six because the cliffhanger from episode five, mm-hmm. you know, and then they watched it on home and you know, at home on video on rental oh. VHS, things like that. And then we're like, fuck, we got to go. We got to go see it, go see the, the, how this turns out, you know? And so, yeah, it makes sense that the second one or the, you know, the, the follow up to that would make more money. God, what a time to be alive, to be able to sit there and like all those movies, from right? You see those in theater. Like, when they released. Well, now I was thinking about it, like, Ghostbusters was in 84. Oh, shit. Fucking Ghostbusters 2, which is not as yep. good. Fight me. Fucking Lethal Weapon. I don't care who you are. Those are good movies. Mm-hmm. Top Gun? Oh, fuck! Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> the son of a bitch. Sorry, and you slam all the shit off your desk. Fuck! 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 Die Hard came out in fucking 88. Christ on a bike. Gandhi? Oh, what? Just... Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, fuck, Rocky. You got. You're, I can. I can hear you getting sweaty over there. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> just sounds like a faucet running. <laughs> you got the meat sweats. Oh, damn. I got dogs around me and shit. I gotta get my drawers off. Give me a second. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my God! I hear you moving your your armchairs. <laughs> Ah, damn. This thing is so stuck on me, I'm probably going to have bed sores. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Fuck. I forgot, you know, Morgan forgot to come in and flip me, you know? <laughs> oh, God. You did uh, just made say a mistake. Morgan's name. Ah, yeah, well, she's going to be in next week's episode, so. Huh. We'll cut that part out. Why? We'll just introduce her tomorrow. Well, next oh, no, week. No, no. I'm, I'm tiring at the end. 
We're tying her in. Yeah, we're tying her up. No, that comes later. Whoa. Well, Sorry. <laughs> nope, pass. All right, the 90s. You got any more for the 80s? Um, We're yeah. like plowing through these. We got to slow down. Well, I was going to say, uh, when was the uh, second Indiana Jones made? Pull it up here. Let's see. So we've got Temple of Doom in 84. Mm-hmm. Last Crusade is there in 89. The hell? Oh, there it is. Raiders of the Lost Ark is 81. So yeah, it goes Raiders, Temple of Doom, and then Last Crusade. That is bizarre that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark made more money than Temple of Doom. So its sequel did worse than the first one. And then Last Crusade was like the second highest grossing film of the 80s. I thought Temple of Doom was really fucking good. Yeah. I I thought all the heart out of his chest. I thought all the Indiana Joneses were really, really good. <clears throat> I did too. And then Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Come on. Fucking Jessica That's Rabbit. Where I, was, I was literally just going to say, I, I know for a, t- for a fact. How many little, first nuts were busted to dude, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? To this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> just start losing it. Yeah. Uh, She's got ooh. a special place in my heart. Yeah. In my loins. Oh, well. <laughs> She's got a special special part on my body. Dead yeah, Poet Society. Right. You know, that's oh, a sad ass. That's movie. a really yeah, that's really good. Got old Robin Williams. Oh, Captain My Captain. Come on. Spoiler alert, main character fucking shoots himself because his dad don't like him being a musical. Yeah, that's a sad movie. <laughs> I say we leave the silence. <laughs> it's just crickets where we're like, oof. Yeah. A little mermaid. Uh, that's a big, big one right there. Mm-hmm. Dude, the fucking 80s? Cocktail? Come on. You got fucking Tom Cruise making <laughs> making mixed drinks? Fuck. Come on. Three men and a money. baby? Tom Selleck with his mustache and a kid? My God. <laughs> <laughs> the Gremlins? Dude. Oh, again. Oh, dude. Again. You don't get that. Baby Yoda without the Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big? Tom Hanks gets to play a kid, and there's weird oh, yeah. sexual... Undertones where he has sex with that kid or that lady, but he's a kid still. But he's Tom Hanks big. It's weird. It's yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing that you don't think about too long or it gets illegal. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Karate Kid. Come on, fuck, dude. The Karate oh. Kid. Sweep the leg, Mr. Lawrence. Yep. yep. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Yep. Figure to this day. To this day, I scream. Put him in a body bag when we're at sporting events. Put him in a body bag. <laughs> Apparently, um, oh shit, what's the Netflix show that they just made about? Oh, so uh, yeah, um, Cobra Kai. Apparently, that's I hear, gas. Yeah, that's because it was real quiet when it first came out. Well, because it first came out on YouTube, like when YouTube Red was doing that, like doing mm-hmm. shows and trying to get into there, uh, and then it got picked up by Netflix. And once Netflix picked it up, everybody was like, "Dude, you guys got to get in on this. This shit's gas." Like. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta start on that. I know. My mother in law eats that shit up. I have a never ending list of just shows I need to watch. Fuck dude, I'm just thinking about like all these goddamn movies. Come on. Fucking Crocodile Dundee. Fish called Wanda. (laughs) (laughs) Honey I shrunk the kids? Come on. Come on. Dude. Beverly Hills cop? Fuck. Shit, Good Morning Vietnam. Fuck. Just reading movies and going, fuck. 
Come on. We just literally look at the top 50 from every decade and go and gas or pass. <gasps> it's just going to be nonstop gas. Gas? Like Rain Man? Gas. Like Dustin we're going to have a full fucking, fucking tank. Toothpicks? Yeah, we're going to blow up because there's too much gas. <laughs> just too much gas. Call the fire department. There must be a gas leak. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much gas. No, but for so real, we got to look at the 90s. Titanic, baby. 1.843 billion bucks, buckaroons. Billy. If I am correct, and I've been known to be correct, that is the first movie to cross a billion, and it damn near got to two. And That's Leonardo intense. Caprio didn't win any awards for it. Nope. Pearl Harbor uh, comes out in 2006, right? That's definitely because mm-hmm. Titanic happened. That was that was fucking. Uh, oh god, I just lost his name. What's his fucking name? Uh, director. Makes the uh, Transformers movies make shit blow up. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah. Michael Bay was like, this will be my Titanic. And I gotta tell you, the fucking the actual Pearl Harbor attack scene goes on for like 45 minutes. It's so good, though. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. jumping up on that anti-aircraft gun? Yeah, come on. Give me more of that. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Gas or pass? Gas. Gas. Oh, man, I've got sweat, like, in places I didn't even know I had pores that sweat, like, Oh, my. It's like a sauna. <laughs> Your teeth are sweating? Uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh. I would argue that uh, some of the modern romance films uh, are due to the success of the Titanic. Oh, absolutely. Where, like, anymore you get mostly rom-coms, but I'm talking, like, the hard, dramatic romance, like a, The Notebook or Great Gatsby. Um, oh, Great Gatsby's such a good movie. It is. And it's, like I said, it's, just, it's rare anymore to find a straight-up romance. So I yeah. do think that the ones that we do get... Again, like with the notebook being somewhat historical as well, um, you know, definitely because of the Titanic. The Titanic. What do uh, you want? Sank so that others could swim. You know. Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> you loved it. That's why you're <laughs> fucking commenting. I on fucking it. hated that. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm good, Bubby. Like, who are you <laughs> hollering at, me dog? Bubby. Bubby? Yeah, she sure did. You liked it. Don't even act like you didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck your socks off. Are you ready for this? <laughs> They're already <laughs> off, so They're already off checkmate, you know? Yeah. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Touche. So we got a top fifty list here. I'm gonna run through them because again, my god, we're just gonna get so fucked up. Star yeah. Wars episode one, Phantom Menace. Bingo. Fuck. Eh, eh. I'm gonna say it, eh. eh? But Darth Maul. But it's fucking duel of fates? Yeah. Did you hear? Did my fart come through? No, I don't think so. All right, good. It's like a sweaty ass crack on a leather seat. It's oh, like a, oh you know, dude. It sounds oh, like Jesus. sounds like stools, you know. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Come on, fuck. Oh. Independence Day. Uh, fuck. Come uh, on. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. You know, and then he punches an alien in the face. Like, who doesn't love to see that? So goddamn American. The Lion King? Oh. Like, that's... <laughs> Wait a minute. That's... <laughs> How's that not number one? Forrest Gump? Fuck. Come on. Six cents? Mama said life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to go for the whole quote. Uh, Lost World you Jurassic Park? You never know Park? what you're going to get. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, Men in Black? Come on, Will Smith. Oh, Got two of them in the top ten there? Come on. 
Fuck. Armageddon. There's Michael Bay. There it is. And Brucey e. Willis. And oh, Ben Affleck. There it is. Got a double header there. with Michael Bay there. Fuck. 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 All right, we gotta chill out. I'm hard as a gun. Like I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about all these movies? I'm just bricked up. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I didn't crack the top. The blah blah. I don't know how I didn't crack. <laughs> oh god, I'm having this trip. I don't know how I didn't crack the top. <laughs> how it didn't crack the top ten, but Terminator Two Judgment Day fucking came out in '91. <laughs> Terminator Two Judgment Day is like that's my number that's one. The Fuck best Titanic. One. Like it's it's one of the best action movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And I'll fight everybody to the death that says otherwise. Like, you're allowed to say anything you want in America, but if you say that, get out. Get out. Get the fuck out. I will have none of that blasphemy. You got ghosts? <laughs> well, I'm never. No, I'm never. Ghost? Come on. Patrick Swayze has the... Like, that sensual pottery scene? Come on. <laughs> oh, Fucking... my, <laughs> my darling. As they're just fucking making pottery, and you're like, I am bricked right now at them making a pot and I don't know why but I don't want it to stop Aladdin fucking oh. Twister Saving Private Ryan come on oh fuck this episode like if, is just us saying us fuck going fuck over like if over. like if Saving Private Ryan doesn't come out you don't get the porn parody Shaving Ryan's Privates so <laughs> wait what wait. Shaving Ryan's <laughs> Privates what? That's a thing? Could be, I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire? Fuck. Send me the on, link. Fuck. Send me the link to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you. The Matrix? <laughs> the I know, legitimately, straighten up. The Matrix? Come on. Got the Matrix counters. gas. Like. Gas. I'll tell you who did themselves dirty. Willie Smith didn't want to be in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be Nia. He said Can't he didn't get it. He didn't. He didn't get it, and so he passed on. It, and then he was like, "Damn, like, yeah. ain't that about a bitch?" Mission Impossible. Come on, fuck. Come on, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Did I say that already? Yes, you did. Mrs. Doubtfire, though. Come on. Gas. Come on. Come Gas. on. Say it. Gas or pass. Gas. Gas. Tarzan, dude. Oh, dude. That. Phil the Collins fucking soundtrack. To, I was like, oh, dude, I was literally about to say Phil Collins did not have to go that fucking hard on that soundtrack. Like my mother, uh, bought a book of that for me that came with like this is I'm showing my age a little. Came with a cassette set of like the soundtrack, and you're supposed to play like the songs as you read the book, and it told you like when to flip the cassette and stuff. Stop it! I'll cry. Stop it! Come on. The bodyguard, come on! Fucking. Oh, I don't think if, I've seen okay. that one. Dude, the bodyguard. Have you, so you've heard the song "My Heart Will," you know, "I Will Always Love You." Yeah. By Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bodyguard. She sings it in that. That's where it comes from. Oh, it's Lord. off the bodyguard okay. soundtrack. Like, dude, that song changed my life, and I'm not. I'm not joking. It's just a classic. Yeah. A Bug's Life? Fuck. Come on. Oh, dude. Goldeneye. Boom, right there. Modern Bond films. The modern on, spy back film. Up, back up, back up. We gotta pop. A Bug's we Life? We gotta pop about The Bug's Life, dude. Oh, like, hold on. Yeah, like, don't let me forget. We got Die Hard with a Vengeance. With a Vengeance. 
Yeah, Bugs Life? Come on. I'm a beautiful Dude. butterfly, the caterpillar. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the, the little circus was just my favorite part of the entire thing. The la- yeah. I can't remember the uh, <laughs> I was about character's to tell you, name, the ladybug. Uh, straight up off-the-air story. <laughs> Don't let me forget to bring up a circus, because well, I saw one earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. The ladybug? <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, just all those characters are fucking fun- fantastic. Yeah, they're classics. Speed? Fuck. The mask? Come on. Oh. Yeah, fucking Jim Carrey. Cameron Diaz, that's her first movie. She's that. Oh, fuck. When she comes in out of the ring wearing that red dress. <laughs> like, I probably. I, so I remember distinctly that my grandmother had this movie on VHS. I definitely. I don't know if that's the first time I. But it's up there. Wait, say that again. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, probably, probably for the best. I was talking about popping wood. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tina, the ship of Theseus. Seven. Naturally. Come on. What's in the fucking box? <laughs> What's in the box? No, but seriously, seven. We don't get the Batman without seven. Oh. Yeah. How so? The, the movie Seven heavily inspired the Batman. I didn't know that. Yeah, come on, come on, guy. Like, the fucking clues on the people as they're killed. No, listen, man, I, I just... Have you seen know. Seven? Not in a long time. Yeah, there you go, that's why. And Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, like... Pff, fucking dude, Brad Pitt is so good in that movie. When he straight up shoots John Doe in the forehead... And, like, is kind of looking around, and Morgan Freeman's kind of like, really done went and did it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I'm getting sweaty looking at all these movies. Yeah, you are. The Fugitive? Come on. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Just, just, fuck. Come on, fuck. The I Mummy? Dude, have you seen the movie? Or, sorry, The Mummy? With uh, Brennan Fraser? Oh, yeah. Dude. Fuck. Yes. Come on. That's a yes. banger. Say it. It's it's banging. Ask me. Gas or pass? Gas or pass? It's gas. Like. Gas. Why you even got to ask? Pretty woman? Diesel. <laughs> That's straight up petroleum. <laughs> All right, the 2000s. Uh, I, have an, we I have an honorable mention for the early 2000s. All right. But I'll let you go ahead first. Hold on. Yeah, so the, the, the true winner of the, the 2000s is Avatar. Two point seven one three billion. I mean, yeah, it is. Like it, it made the most money. Nah. There's, it's not. It's not debatable. It made more money than whatever you're about to. Tell. Uh, <laughs> like, sorry, bub. <laughs> it ain't a prayer. It's mo- facts, baby. The the movie I'm about to say. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, it's not going to be funny. But if you have, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's going to be fucking amazing. All right, so. Uh, obviously, we're getting a sequel after over like ten years. 3D became like the shit to do for several years after. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then it kind of set up that precedent of like people eyeballing the box office. You know what I mean? Where you're like, "Fuck it, it didn't beat Avatar." You know what I mean? It didn't do Avatar yeah. money. Yeah. What were Dude, you gonna say? Avatar sell? is so fucking good. I don't. I've talked about it before. Like it's, it had no impact on me. Which I I don't. I don't know, man. I thought it was so fucking cool. 
Like, it was just a huge breakaway, and obviously the money shows. Um, but, dude, yeah, I remember I remember seeing that movie for the first time, because I didn't see it in theaters, but mm-hmm. I spent the night at um, an old friend's house that... Uh, my I I mutually my my father knew as like a work friend and I yeah. you know met their kids and we hung out and we fucking watched that movie and I just remember like being mind blown by it. It's like whoa, fuck. dude! It was fuck. yeah, it it was nuts. But the movie I had was um, 2002 comedy action Kung Pao Enter the Fist. <laughs> It did a yep. solid 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, and then a 14% on TV Guide. But 80, 86% of the viewers liked the movie. Oh, oh no. What? <laughs> I definitely was trying to pull off a fart mic. I had to back <laughs> off the fart. <laughs> you start pooping? <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't get that far, but I was like, that doesn't feel like it's going to be a fart mic. Dude, Kung Pao, it's it's something that should never be released in today's day and age. Um, I mean, it wasn't. All right. Right. Uh, 20 but years ago. On the dot. Um, but, dude, that movie's so fucking... It's so bad, it's good. And that's just the whole point. You want me to read a list that we can just say fuck at for a while? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Fuck. fuck. Come on. Fuck. $1.1 billion. Gee. Bingo. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. It's all right. Oh. What? You don't like the Pirates of the Caribbean? I didn't say I didn't like the Pirates of the Caribbean. I said Dead Man's Chest was all right. Oh. All right, all right. I, I like, thought you said you were just going to be reading a list that we could say fuck at, and second uh, one on, you say it's all right, so. Steady. The Dark Knight. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> dude. Come on. <laughs> No, probably, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a that's a fucking that's a classic. That'll go down in history. <laughs> you say peacock. <laughs> Nobody bats an eye. Bats an eye. But you say but peacock. You say peacock. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> loses their mind. <laughs> and then it just comes. It just it's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which mm-hmm. is the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean at World's End. Uh, the, I thought the first Harry Potter was the Chamber of Secrets. Nope, that's the second one. Uh, Jesus. Oh, my uh, apologies, dude. What do you want? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. That's the fifth one. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. That's the sixth one. The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. That's the second one. And here you go. This de- the, the fucking stars aligned, baby. Shrek 2. Dude, it, we it's talked about it last It's week. so like, fucking good. It has no right to be this dude, fucking good. The fucking, when they're coming to save the day and they're like storming the castle and the fairy godmother is singing I Need a Hero. Yeah. Uh, I Need a Hero. And Mongo fucking dies helping him across the... I like, cried. It's intense. I cried. Yeah. I cry now. What about Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Did I read it? Did I list it off? Uh-uh. It ain't in the top ten, baby. Damn, that one's yeah. That's just that. But that you scene know what? The double decker bus was. Yeah, but you know what? Part. Just misses the mark as far as like it just doesn't crack the top ten. Is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which I think is when they get good. Really? Yeah. Like well, I like Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, I know, but you know, Goblet of Fire is the one. Like, come on, fuck. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? 
Harry Potter. Uh, and Spider-Man 3, pretty divisive, oh. but it's a banger. Dude. You know who? Parker. <laughs> Aren't you such a boy scout? <laughs> I love the fucking memes of Spider-Man yanking the camera, farting, and then jumping yes. down the manhole. See ya, see ya chump. chump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chamber of Secrets, here you go. 14 spot. What about Prisoner Lord of Azkaban? Of the... Let's see, let's see. Prisoner of Azkaban, 21. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Da Vinci Code Con. Spider Man oh, 2. I saw the Da Vinci Code, I think, <sighs> way too early. Dude. Spider Man like, 2. Like, I think. Like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Da Vinci Code. Fuck that shit. Yeah, Spider Man sure. 2. Come on. Spider Man 2. Dude. That okay. was with. Uh, when he catches the train. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's screaming and shitting his pants and ripping the suit. <laughs> ripping like, his suit. That's because you know he was pooping. Like all muscle control was losing him. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. He definitely someone when they raise him and move him throughout the train, the train to give him someone some air, got a brown. Someone stamp on got the face. yeah. Someone got a fistful of shit. Someone got coffee stains on their stress shirt. You know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yuck! The Matrix Reloaded is all right. Like the best. Like the Matrix, yeah, Matrix. rapidly gets bad. Yeah, I don't think I've on. seen the main Matrix. I've got a, a horse for a dog just staring me in the face right now. Can I help you? You got your little helpers? This ain't a little helper. It's a man. Lives in the- <laughs> horse can you fuck off. All right. 2012. That's a bad movie about really cool disaster. Yeah. Transformers. I got to tell you, the first Transformers movie, don't hate it. Like, I'm going to come out and say it. I never really got into any Transformers. Come on. Can I help you? I don't. Are you talking to me? Is that picking up? No. Can you hear the breathing? I heard you say, can I help you? (laughs) My my dog is just arm or head on my arm going. (laughs) (laughs) Is there something I can do you for? Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Arguably the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. What do you think is the worst Star Wars movie? It's not The Last Jedi. I don't care what they say. I think it'd still probably be Attack of the Clones. That one never really either, piqued my it's interest. Either Attack of the Clones or uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, like, I couldn't yeah. even tell you yeah. what happens in The Rise of Skywalker. It's so goddamn boring. The, yeah, when it comes to the part where um, I don't remember the character nor the actress's name, so do forgive me, but she was riding, like, that alien horse and they are charging. Yeah. Like, I, have, I don't know why. Couldn't tell you why. Like, why that was happening. Oh, no, oh. I just didn't care. I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah like shit just happened, and then I left. Mm-hmm. The movie happened to me. Yeah. Let's see. Fucking The Passion of the Christ? Come on. Never seen it. No, it's not good. No. I mean, it might be, but it's mm. it's pretty it's a pretty brutal movie. For being, it's just an epic biblical drama. Produced, directed, and co-written by Mel Gibson. I don't know why, but when you said that, for whatever reason, I just imagined Jesus Christ in reality TV. Nope. It is... <laughs> like the, like the like fucking Kardashians. The crucifixion, they really go in on it, and it just... It feels like it takes too long. Like, yeah, where you're like, Jesus, is this... Like, no pun intended. Is this still happening? <laughs> where you're like, this... Oh, man. Like, I get what they're going for, you know? Really? 
play out the tragedy of it. But also, if I change channels and come back and he's still on that cross screaming, I'm not having a good time. I'm telling you, it's just the reality TV for me that's sinking in. It's just like <laughs> it's just like keeping up with Kardashians, but it's it's fucking Judas, it's and he's Christ. just like, listen, it's I, yeah, Jesus listen, and I know twelve disciples. Yeah, look, Jesus is great and all; he can walk on water. That's fine. But whenever I take a fucking shower, it starts turning into wine. Makes me yeah, stink. That's not good. What like the fucking the Kardashians meme where like you should try the strawberry soda. It's really good, you know. And then she orders the I'll have a grape soda, and the music spikes <laughs> up, and they all look at each other. <laughs> Uh, Madagascar escaped to Africa. Come on, that, that I remember the fucking joke in that. That now I'm like, <laughs> the, whoa, wait the, a minute. The <laughs> land in the plane. Land in the plane. Give it a kiss, nice like kissing, yeah, like, like kissing a, your sister. Your sister, and then they just ram that plane into the ground. Yeah, and you're like, whoa. I'm like you're kissing your sister. Your sister. <gasps> Ratatouille. Oh my god. Oh, that's Hancock. <laughs> Ratatouille and Hancock go hand in hand. Yeah. Hand and cock. No. Hand and cock. Cock and hand. That's more like it. (laughs) (laughs) You're stupid. Uh, Yeah, I know. Without getting too graphic, who's cock? Is it the rats or is it it Will Smith's? (laughs) No, it's Linguini. And it's Linguini. It's, it's Linguini's Ling- hand. It's Will Smith. And then Ling- hold on, hold Remy, on, I got it. And hold on, and then Remy is telling Linguini how to do it. Well, stealing him by the hair. <laughs> yeah, it's Linguini's hand on Hancock's on Will Smith's cock on, on Hancock's controlling. Johnson. And Remy's like, dude, we're so good at this. Like, <laughs> fuck cooking. Yeah. This is how we're making money. Linguini, Linguini and Remy are just on the street. <laughs> They're just. They're working the corner. <laughs> it's like a really bad where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> War of the world. Is Linguini now feel old yet? <laughs> the the, fu- <laughs> the fucking critic still has to come by and he's like, all right, we got we got to impress this guy. Yeah. 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 Oh no, I was gonna make a bad joke. Uh, probably not. No, um, we've probably reached the upper limits of that joke. Probably. I'm going to type it in the chat just so you can laugh at it. <laughs> okay. But Hancock was, like, a good movie. Like, it was all right. I liked it. Again, I think I probably saw it a little too young, um, especially with the part where Will Smith takes that girl home and then busts a fat nut and it breaks the the trailer. Yes. Yeah, that's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just see that? Yeah. No! <laughs> Yeah, we can't bring. That, we can't say that. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Like, there's so oh. many things wrong with that. I know that fart red because I saw my mic light up. Yeah, I, I heard it rumble. I was trying to move past it. I am legend. Come on, fuck. That's a sad movie. That movie. That's fucks a good me movie. Up. I'm gonna pass over the number forty-five spot only because uh, it's probably the most influential out of this whole list. Ooh, now I'm interested to hear it. Yeah, you are. Night at the Museum. Okay. Oh, King Kong. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2. Not good. The mm-hmm. Day After Tomorrow. I actually like that disaster movie. It's not It's not the worst one I've ever seen. Oh, I like The Day After Tomorrow. I thought it was all right. With Jake Gyllenhaal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Madagascar's number 50 spot. 
which that's a good one. Like the penguins, come on, baby. I love the penguins. Like when the movie, because they made a movie about it, didn't they? The penguins. I don't know if they made a movie, but they definitely made a show on like Nickelodeon. Yeah, I never the watched of Madagascar. They might have made a movie about them, but I, I don't remember. Either way, penguins are my favorite part of Madagascar. Yeah. Or like that classic, what is it, the Oh Sugar Honey Ice Stink? Oh Sugar Honey Ice Tea. Ice Tea, that's what it was. Because he spells out oh shit. Shit. Yeah, oh shit. But no, the number 45 spot, are you ready? Yeah, lay it on me. Oh, I'm so ready. It's Iron Man. Oh! Uh, uh, uh. Excuse you. Like, literally, the MCU doesn't happen. Probably, like, the whole landscape changes because... The MCU obviously made Disney a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And uh, if they don't, like, like Iron Man is made by Paramount Pictures in partnership with Marvel, as Marvel Studios, before they were purchased by Disney. Yeah. So, there's a lot of profit to be made there. What if it was a bad movie and that just never took off, and then Disney doesn't do anything with Marvel, really? Ooh. Alternate universe? Yeah, right? Come on. <laughs> just... I feel like it, it would have picked up. It would have at some point. They yeah, they're gonna not. Up. They're not gonna not like pump that well. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, Did we talk oh, about? We still got the twenty tens. Yeah. Shit, we're just going gonna, on and on about the two thousands. I was gonna say real quick. I'm not sure. I think we might have. Did we talk about uh, Phase Five of Marvel? Yes. Yeah. When we did the Comic Con. Yeah, and how we talk. I don't know, but like it's lately, it's still it's been packed sitting and on it's... my head. Yeah, it just—I I feel out of it. I feel like I—I I don't know. I just—I'm not—I don't get as excited anymore. It's because Tony Stark's dead, and you don't know how to deal with that. No, that's not true. That's not true. Oh God! Because Moon Knight, because Moon Knight came out, and I even told you, I said I think Moon Knight might might be my new favorite superhero, um, topping Iron Man. So, you know, yeah. I was very excited for Moon Knight, and I still am to see what, what still comes. Um, but, yeah, they, they have just been pumping out a lot, and I do feel left in the uh, dust. Yeah, I think they're working on quality or quantity over quality, and I think they're going to have to. I think they need to get through these next two phases and then slow back down. Yeah. Like, reel it in. Honestly, I hate to say it because I know that they're focused on like making Disney Plus successful, but they need to reel back on some of the shows. Like, pump the brakes, kids. We don't need that many shows. Like, it's a lot to take in. Yeah, um, it's a lot to take in, and then, like, you have to watch them. That, like, you have to watch everything to, you know, to understand what's going on. Yeah. It's hard. No, yeah, I'm hard. But yep, it is what like it is. a rock. Avengers Endgame, baby. Come on, it's a no-brainer. Highest growth film of all time. Mm-hmm. Two point seven nine seven billion dollars. You can't really talk about uh, its impact on pop culture, other than to guarantee us the fact that uh, we will have Marvel for the foreseeable future. Like, but with it being the most, like that was twenty nineteen, just came out three years ago. We won't know the the far reaching impacts culturally. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, do we really need to run through a list of movies that came out in the twenty tens? I mean, why not? But something that just came to my mind, um, what movie, or it could have been a couple different movies, what movie do you think really branched from, that gave the idea of the heroes lose? Like, the good guy doesn't win. 
Because in an Infinity War, they do lose. Yeah. So I'm curious on what... What do you think started that? Right, well, I mean, we talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier. The Empire Strikes Back ends on a major cliffhanger of, you know, Luke loses his hand. You find out that his fucking dad is the, like, you know, this bad guy that they've been following. Han's frozen in carbonite. Everything's at a, at a downbeat. And you're like, fuck, how are they going to come back from this? You know, but by golly, they do. It's a loss, right? And they got to come back from it. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sure that's not the first, but that's probably the, one of the major first ones. Yeah, yeah. Seven, uh, we talked about it just a minute ago. He fucking, like, <laughs> cuts off Brad Pitt's wife's head. Spoiler alert, Gwyneth Paltrow's head's in the box. What's in the box? And, you know, because his punishment is he's rage. Right, That's his pride, that's his sin. And he fucking shoots John Doe in the forehead because he's so mad at him. So, kind of proves a point. That's true. So it's like, yeah, you might have won there. Yeah, what do you know? So, let's see. What did it cost? Everything. Star Wars The Force Awakens, number two spot. Honestly, not a bad, like, re-jump into Star Wars. Yeah, you know? it, was the, it was the same premise as A it, New Hope, and they, they even make the gag at it when Han's yeah. like, haven't we already done this? Yeah, like, this seems pretty, pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, I liked, I liked, I liked it. I will say. I, I did too. It. I, that was a really good theater experience for me. Um, I got to go see it, like, opening night at, like, in the morning with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a good experience. A bunch of sweaty nerds, you know, some of them wielding lightsabers shoulder to shoulder in a fucking BO packed IMAX theater. Yes. <sighs> fucking the music kicks in. I well up with tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Infinity I... War. No, I'm just go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, for whatever reason, I can't tell you why, but I specifically remember and I think it's just something that's always going to live with me. I remember skipping school to see John Wick 2. Um, oh, word. And, I, yeah, I just remember sitting down in the seat, and I went with a buddy, and, like, it, you know, the movie started, and, like, I just zoned in, and I was just so excited to see it. Word. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Just uh, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through the top 50 list, and I'll point out there is a massive, like, amount of Disney. Oh, I imagine. Between Star Wars, Marvel, and then, like, the live-action Disney remakes. Yeah. And even some of their animated, like Frozen, Incredibles, Frozen 2. Um, fucking, let's see here. Uh, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3. And then you got, I'm like, so- some odd, like, what about, despicable uh, me. Uh, did any of the original Toy Stories, because I know those came out in the 90s. Uh, I think Toy Story Two was in the was in the the nineties top fifty. I must Toy have skipped over. I remember reading the name. No, no, no. I don't think I don't think Toy Story. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, there it is. Boom. I'm just dumb. I guess. Fuck me. It's twenty nine spot. I'm surprised that's not higher. Oh, it's the first of its kind. You know? That's true. People weren't all jacked up on. We got to go take the kids. Now that the kids know about you know the Pixar movies and the parents know fi- about yeah the fi- parents today. Nemo. The parents yeah finding email. Come on. Come on, fuck. Gas. Gas. Uh, let's see, my, my voice is starting to go on me, so we gotta kinda... <clears throat> hurry along here. Rogue One? Uh, oh, dude. Fuck. Rogue fuck. One was Harry so Potter good. and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2, both barely leak in, because they both came out in 2010 and 2011. 
I haven't seen part two. I've seen every single Harry Potter except you for the hell seen part two. The, Swear the to God. most important piece. Swear to God. Oh, man. <sighs> Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Not bad, actually. I thought I was going to hate it. It was good. The second one was, I, I didn't even bother seeing. Um, I liked the first one, though. It, it was a good. It was good. Hey, Chris, you want to guess what's at the number 29 spot? Uh, Bofa. Joker. Bofa these nuts. Oh. <laughs> Joker's good as fuck. Secret Life of Pets is number 50. Is that the one with the koala? No, that's Sing. Sing. That's Sing, yeah. I like no, Sing. Uh, Secret Life of Pets has uh, Louis C.K. playing a dog. Now Louis C.K. is in trouble because he masturbates in front of people without asking. Bingo. He's just hanging brain. I don't see the big f- he, Nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, he and, no. He and Remy must be friends. <laughs> Him and Linguini. <laughs> Linguini's just chilling on the corner. Oh man, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the 2010. It's not as much of like it's got a ton of bangers on it, but it's like, have you seen a Marvel movie in the last 20, you know, 12 years? That's it's on yeah. this list. Yeah. And you got the odd Sorry. ones out, like the some of the Jurassic Worlds, some of the, eh. the uh, some of the fa- the Fast and Furious movies for some reason. <laughs> Just for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. I'm starting my my voice getting really pretty uh, pretty weak on me. <clears throat> Yikes. Yikers. Couldn't hang, you know? Yummers. <laughs> now, what you think about, Dude, kiddo? I think what you meant to say is, Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> I just interrupted you. No, I meant to say which. Uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, This week, I actually, I wanted to pull up, uh, just because for whatever reason, I've been really getting excited for winter, which never happens. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Abominable Snowman. Oh, word, yeah, the Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. So it says here, the Yeti is an ape-like Bitch creature... Bitch and Cups. No, not a sponsor. Well, not a sponsor. Uh, is an ape-like creature uh, to inhabit the Himalayan mountain range in Asia and Western pop... Popular... You got it. <laughs> in Western pop culture, this creature is commonly referred to as the Abominable Snowman. Uh, many articles have been offered in an attempt to prove its existence of the Yeti, including uh, visual sightings, disputed video recordings, photographs, and plaster casts of the footprints. Some of these spectacular, or some some of these are speculated or known to be hoax. Uh, but I did say, I did see similar entities. Guess what's on there? Bigfoot. You you guessed it, skunk ape. Oh fuck. <laughs> Florida, check you out, baby. Yeah, I mean, dude. Uh, so the description of the Yeti is, the Yeti is often described as being a large uh, ape-like creature that's covered with brown, gray, or white hair, and sometimes um, deceived as having large, sharp teeth. It was just described as? There's an ad. Nope. Deceived as? This Received. Okay. Doesn't make sense either. I don't know, man. It's Wikipedia. Nothing. Nothing else came up, I swear. <laughs> but uh no i mean because this one here i remember i talked to a buddy i mean this was like for years ago um i think i truly do think the yeti could be real um but instead of you know it falls kind of back in the line of where there's smoke there's fire i think maybe there could have just been an ape or some sort of um like a monkey or something like that that just made its way up and adapted to the cold weather. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. Exactly. Know, it's just, yeah. 
It's like, well, I guess I'll chill out here. It's not too bad. Right. And then going back to what we, you know, what we talked about, especially with like the White River monster, um, where it's just folklore of like they thought they saw something. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And they just, you know, exaggerate it for more extent. But thankfully with this one, they didn't throw dynamite at fucking mountain <laughs> right, ranges. Yeah. So, you know, what we got to do. <laughs> got to blow that but shit I mean, up. Yeah, let me see here. And then I have. Here we go. I have a couple sightings. In 1832, James, I'm going to butcher this last name. Probably. Princeps? No. Uh, bingo. Um, Whoa. Has held an account of his experiences in northern Nepal. His local guide spotted a tailed creature covered with long, dark hair, which seemed to flee in fear. Uh, and then as well as Trekker B. Hodgkins? Hodgkins? No. How's it spelled? H-O-D-G-G-S-O-N. Hodgson, maybe? Hodgson? uh, Was with him as well in 1899, um, and he recorded footprints. And then they both concluded... He said, has some big feet. Yeah, and they both concluded that it was an orangutan. Oh, okay. So again, like, makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then like, in ni- it's, it's another large ape. Yeah, it's just a large ape uh, that, you know, just adapted, which, I, I, like I said, I strongly believe that could be the case. Um, now, if there are any out there, that's kind of up in the air, um, like in current day. But I mean, there could be, right? I wouldn't put it past. Yeah. And then in 1925, N.A. Tambazi, a photographer and a member of the Royal Geographical Society, writes that he saw a creature about 15,000 feet, which is 400... 4,600 meters uh, near the Zimu Glacier. Tambazi later wrote that he observed the creature from about 200 to 300 yards, uh, which is 180 to 270 meters, for about a minute. Unquestionably, the figure and the outline was exactly like a human being, walking upright and uh, stopping occasionally to pull some dwarf... Uh... Ooh, I don't know. Is that a euphemism? No, no, it's dwarf pull some dwarf road... Rodentron? Okay. Which is a plant. Alright. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just start calling it that for now. I'm gonna go pull some dwarf. It, <laughs> it showed up dark against the snow. Um, and as far as I could make out, wore no clothes. I mean, I'm not either, so who can right, blame yeah. me? <laughs> Call me the skunk ape, you know? <laughs> About two hours later, um, Tambazi and his companions descended the mountain and saw the creature's prints and described them as similar in shape to those of a man, but only six to seven inches long and four inches wide. The prints were undoubtedly those of an ape. And then it looks what, like, yeah, it's an ape foot. Yeah. And then I have one more here. I mean, because how I mean, can you it, tell? Because I mean, look at it. Look at it. I mean, wow, and these okay. things go on. There is. The one I'll read one more, but there's the sightings in 53, 54, um, another one in 54, and then there is one I thought, yeah, 57, uh, 1960, 1970, 1961, and then 1983, and then ooh, there's still some to this day. One in 2004, one in 08, 2011, 2019. Oh, actually, I kind of want to read that one. 
In April 2019, an Indian Army mountaineering the expedition, mountaineering expedition team claimed to have spotted mysterious Yeti footprints measuring about 81 by 83 centimeters, which is 32 by 15 inches, uh, near Makalu Camp, base camp. Makalu Camp, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's still <clears throat> sightings to this day, which just again goes to back this to day, to this day. Which still just goes back to, um, like I said, I think there could be, I think, you know, the Yeti still could be out there. Uh, but the, the, the final one I'll read is, in 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzin Norgway reported to see okay. large footprints while scaling Mount Everest. Hillary would later discount the Yeti reports are unreliable in his first autobiography. Tenzin said that he believed that the yeti was a large ape and although he had never seen it himself his father had seen it had seen one twice but in a second autobiography he said he'd become much more skeptical about its existence so i mean it just sounds like they're hunting him couldn't find yeah. him because the yeti's getting smart and he's like ah, it's not real because i can't see yeah, it must not be real yeah it's like or it's just adapting and getting smarter it's just smarter than you but i mean yeah i I, I this is one I do strongly believe in that I think it could be real, um, not necessarily a, a cryptid per se, but just like a like a, I would I would believe that it's just an orangutan that's uh, that adapted to the yeah. cold winters or the cold weather. Yeah, or it's like you know it's no longer an orangutan; it's a different you know offshoot, but it's an orangutan sure. adjacent. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, I can but see it. I've also, but side note, stepping away from. Uh, Chris's cryptic cryptozoology. Yeah. Do you think I could be a become a cryptologist? Cryptozoologist? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll see I if mean, I can get that degree. I feel like that's something baby. I pass. Um I was I've say. really been <laughs> I've really been thinking off. about uh the boys. Nonstop, yeah. dude. I burnt through Two seasons, I mean, and they're like hour-long episodes. I think they're like eight or not eight to twelve episodes eight. a season. Eight, um, and they're like yeah, an hour long. And I mean, I burnt through that shit in like four days. Word, there you go. I mean, I just—I don't even think it's possible. But I—I I was just burning through. I mean, the math checks out. <laughs> but I—I'm uh, on season three right now. I'm still early in it, but. Dude, you gotta see it. It's so fucking good. And when you think yeah. it can't get better, it does. And just the character, the character growth, eh, just for all of them, is just phenomenal. And very gory, very raunchy humor, but it's just all so fitting. Yeah, it all it all feels right. But yeah, it shows so fucking good. Like it, it's got no right. And uh, I think about it a lot at work um, when I'm just. Sitting there and uh, taking a deuce. Yeah, t- oh, dude, <laughs> dude, getting Ain't nothing better than a work poop. Like, yeah, that's just uh, it's a fundamental. Yeah. What is it? What's the classic saying? The my boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. I make a and that's dime. Why I that's shit. why I bid on company time. Yeah, on company time. But uh, yeah, I've just been thinking about that a whole lot. Um, I, I, I think I mentioned in the past. I started playing the Uncharted series. Um. I think I beat the first one. Yeah, I started the second one, and then I just put it down because I started watching the boys. And but uh, dude, that intro on the train, fuck, it's so good, so good. You Welcome gotta climb to everything. Gas, or pass. gas, gas. 
another game I really do want to play um, is Horizon Zero Dawn. I've played a little yeah, bit of the yeah. first one, but I would like to go through, have like a solid playthrough. And I hear the second one's very good. Very good. That's what I'm hearing too. I got to run. I got to get in there. Yeah. But uh, what have you been thinking about? <sighs> I mean, I want to watch a bunch more TV, but like, I've got to have time. I got to yeah. make. I got to make it like a, a priority in some way, you know, mm-hmm. but I got to find the balance between like, I got to watch TV and, but still having fun. It's not like a chore where I'm like, damn, I didn't watch my TV today. I'm a failure. Right. That's, I'm not going to lie. But, that's, you know, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but that's kind of how it feels like with Marvel lately. Like with Moon Knight, it was I really, I was telling you what I was thinking about. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Damn. No, good. Yeah. Damn, Daniel. Um, yeah, Moon Knight. No, I was gonna say that's how I felt with Moon Knight. Like it was really, I really did enjoy watching Moon Knight, uh, but especially with, like Miss Marvel. I mean, it was a, it was a terrific show. Don't get me wrong, but it, I did it did feel more like a chore just because how how much is out now. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, <clears throat> I'm hearing that Severance, which is on Apple TV Plus, is like an excellent show. Apparently, never heard of and, it. Yeah, so it's uh, let me pull up the cast because I was it's I was kind of in the same boat where I hadn't heard of it until uh, like I was gonna say something stupid. I, like, I haven't heard of it until I heard about it, but it's kind of like a <laughs> yeah, that's, that is how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> math checks out there, bub. <laughs> let me pull it up here. Severance. Jimmy yeah, it's Paul. got Adam Scott. It's got Adam Scott who is the uh, he's Derek in Step Brothers, uh, and he's in uh, fucking Parks and Rec. Yep, that's the one. Yep. But yes, you got the synopsis here says Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work lives and their personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. And it's like it's created by Ben Stiller, I believe. (gasps) Whenever I think of Ben Stiller, all I I mean. All I ever think about is um, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. So I, I somewhat misspoke. So it's not created by him. Uh, it's created by someone named Dan Erickson, but it's like six of the nine episodes Ooh. have been directed by Ben Stiller. Why does that name sound so familiar? What That's else? I'm getting ready Erickson? to look here. Dan Erickson. Let's see. Severance. Uh, nothing. Like he's got a single writer credit and a single producer credit, and they're both for Severance. That name sounds super familiar. Yeah, it does, because I did the same thing. Apparently, it's it's like really good. on Here on IMDb, where I pulled up that synopsis and stuff, it's got a 8.7. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah. And I, I kind of like that idea, and it's it's classified as drama, mystery, sci-fi. And, um, yeah, the idea of, like, well, you know, obviously there's some critique of, like, modern work there of, like, dividing your, separating life and work. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and I like Adam Scott a lot. I've seen him do some dramatic stuff, so I'm kind of interested to see see some more of that with him. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then Ben Stiller is a really good director. Uh, and you figure he directed Tropic Thunder, and then that <laughs> he directed uh, what's or you know what is it, The Wonderful Walter Schmitty or something like that. Oh, The Secret Life of Walter. Uh, Walter... Yeah, Secret Life of Walter Schmitty. Walter Mitty. Mitty, not Schmitty. But yeah, so good... like I want to, <clears throat> I want to. That's a good movie. I was going to say, it was a good book, too. Yeah. So I want to watch Severance, because that sounds like something up my alley, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then obviously, like from like you were just talking, I keep hearing how good the boys are is, and I really want to watch it. Um, I need to finish Better Call Saul, like we talked about earlier. I'm a little bit further ahead than you are, but not by but like maybe eight episodes. Uh, and it's yeah, just wrapping up this week. To, yeah, that's something I'm just gonna have to sit down, like get just sit naked, put some fucking wet socks on or something, and yeah. just binge it. Yeah, because like we had talked about, like we were watching it together, but now trying yeah. to organize everything together, we just it's, we won't we won't watch it fast enough. Yeah, because we watched all of Breaking Bad together. Well, I I'd, I'd seen it like four times prior. Yeah, uh, and, then, and then I watched it through with you. Which coincidentally, by the time we finished it, El Camino came out. I remember that night. That was yeah, we so timed much that. Fun. That was a good time. That was so much fun. Yeah, well, it came. We finished Breaking Bad, and then what? We had like four hours, maybe, because we had to wait for the West Coast. Oh yeah, because originally when we finished it, we thought it was going to come out in like thirty minutes, and we're like, yeah, perfect. We oh. can go, you know, do whatever, get a drink, get something, yeah, to get eat, a snack, shit. yeah. Right, and then we'll come back, and we came, you know, when we realized, oh, we got like four hours still, so we took yeah. a power nap. Yeah, that was good. That's um, good shit. Just in general, I've got a lot of TV to watch, and I'm kind of in a similar boat to where you were of like, I don't know how to prioritize my time and watch what I want to watch, and then the things that we kind of have to watch for the podcast, like She-Hulk premieres soon, so it's like, it's just a never-ending battle, like. And I, yeah, and there's just been like movies that we've talked about that, We've wanted to see like, I, you know, we talked about like Bullet Train. We wanted to go see Lightyear, but just like yeah. every like there's just so much shit coming out. Yeah, we do have to kind yeah. of prioritize what we want to it, do. Yeah. And then it turns into like I heard middling to bad things about both of those. And there's so much stuff to see that I'm like, well, I don't know that I want to go waste my time. With something. And it's like because, you know, my buddy at, uh, Matt at work, he sorry if I just exposed you like that. My buddy Matt at work, um, he said <laughs> that, that he buddy saw Matt Lightyear. is like, I didn't know we were buddies, you know? No, we're cool. I hope um, we're tight. He said it was really good, though. So that's the thing is like, I, yeah, it's just said so Lightyear was really good or, or yeah. Bullet Train. Lightyear. He said Lightyear was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, another show before I forget um, that I hear is super good is Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen anything uh, too much about Aaron it. Paul's but I, in the third season and the fourth. That's season. what I was just about to say. Is I found out that Aaron Paul is in. Uh, the newer season, so it gives me a little more like oomph to go watch it because I really yeah, enjoy Aaron Paul's. But like, I've hit a point where I literally I'll come home, I like won't talk to anybody, and I'll just watch shows. Yeah, and like I'll I'll do that for. I mean, I've been doing that for like I feel like the past week it feels, and then on my days off, those are the <clears> days <throat> that I'll go do shit. You know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? Here's what we'll do. Are you listening? I'm listening. I'm all ears. So depending on how all our schedules work out. Listening. All, all of my holes are open and ready. I will listen, or I'll watch all of the boys. I'll catch up to you, right? We'll, we'll, we'll watch that. Done. Check. Gone. Check, Off my check. plate. Then, I will, we will, you know, I'll do that separately from you. You can watch something else that you're wanting to watch. And then I we can to together. The boys. And then we can together watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, so I'll catch way, up it's on. Not a, you tell me what episode you're a, at. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I think I'm I'll on catch up to there. Season five, episode two. Okay. Write that down. Season five, episode two, like a steel trap, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, because then what we can do is, all right, cool. Now we're caught up together. We can watch it all together. And that way you don't have to feel like I come home, I disappear, I watch TV. Yeah. We can yeah, like, disappear yeah. and watch I TV have, together. I have friends that, you know, they're like, like what don't are you know doing? if you're alive or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
I got a buddy who texted me today and like in a blue moon and you know and he was like hey man how you doing and I was like good he was like, I should have heard some back to the boys <laughs> hey man how you doing the boys the boys the boys and it sucks because like I don't have too many people to talk to about the boys like right. Morgan and I talk about it uh, every so often um yeah but yeah, none of none, not a whole lot of my friends have seen the boys, which is very unfortunate because I feel like it's up a lot of my friends' alley. And it's not it's not a show that's being slept on either. I feel like I see so many fucking memes about it. Oh yeah. So I don't know what's going on dog. with that. Go dog, leave. Scram. I got my I got my dogs out. <laughs> These dogs is grabbing. Alright, that's <laughs> it, baby. Ooh, well, thank I was you guys. Say- oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ooh. go ahead. Do no, we want to talk about in there. next week? Uh, I've got it. I've got it in here. Don't worry. All right. All right. It's mixed in here. So, uh, yeah, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about it. Obviously, share us on social media. Word of mouth is a big endorsement for us. Uh, tell your sister. Tell your mama. <laughs> they're coming for you. Uh, We're in Chris, town. If people want to get in touch with us, to give us some feedback, ask us questions, uh, recommend more TV for us to panic about. How would they do that? Yeah. So you can always reach out to us at uh, simplywellmailbag at gmail.com. You can also take a look at our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, which is all Simply Whelmed Podcast. And then, of course, our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. That's right. Now, next week, uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Mr. I'm Chris here, off. he's going to be out of town. No, 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 <laughs> you're, getting... you're leaving. <laughs> no, no don't, don't let him deceive you. Chris will be out of town when our normal recording slash editing window rolls. Yeah, he'll be straight up not in this state. Uh, and so he has allowed someone to step in to take his place for the week. And who is that person? So you and I talked mystery? it out. No, 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 no. You and I talked it about, and uh, we decided that we're going to let my wife Morgan take a crack at the Chris's co-pilot seat, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. Uh, we aren't sure really yet what topic we're going to be doing, um, but it's going to be you know a fun little change up, I think, and it'll really test my patience my resolve uh it's one thing for me to have to tell you to like sit up straight and stop yawning but like for me to have to tell her to like all right don't you forget like you're just filling in like this ain't your show you know what i mean like after because uh, i could see it she's gonna get that microphone in front of her and get drunk with power she's gonna think it's the morgan show <laughs> the morgan show i'm gonna spend most of next week going all right let's try and keep it moving and she's just gonna be screaming she's gonna be freaking out <laughs> don't you fucking tell me what to do or she'll seize up She'll get stage fright. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think that would happen with Morgan. I don't either. No, I don't see her getting stage fright. I see her being a freak that I have to reel in. <laughs> get the blow dart on her, you know? <laughs> Take the shot. <laughs> All right. But yeah, and so I guess it's kind of like a dry run for uh, when you get Shoot fired. The- Shoot the J. Shoot it. Wait, what? Shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday. That's the end of the show, Chris. Bye. Bye. No, but for real, though, like, if she does really well, if, like, if the numbers go up, it might be gone, Bob. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you just, I can live with that.